Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, how's it going today, sir? It's going well. We're getting uh, closer about, what is it, two and a half months Till, yeah. uh, to the draft, it's starting to really... Combine get comes up here in a couple of weeks, and then yeah. as soon as the combine's over, free agency starts, and... It uh, sneaks up. It's it's crazy. I, yeah, what I, what I like about this time period, though, is we do get like two or three weeks to kind of get caught up on the draft a little bit, so that way we know, you know who these guys are coming into the combine. It, it's always one of my favorite times of the year, just because you get to study so many prospects. Um, but coming up on today's show... We're actually not going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about free agency. We're going to do another free agency preview. Uh, on one of our previous shows a couple of weeks ago, we previewed uh, the tight ends, the defensive tackles, and safeties. Today we're going to look at wide receivers, defensive ends, and uh, cornerbacks. Uh, and let's go ahead and start with uh, wide receiver, Landon. Um, there's some interesting names out there that are going to become free agents. Two cowboy guys, actually. Uh, so let's go ahead and start there. Uh, Amari Cooper is by far the biggest name on the free agent market. Um, do we have any concerns that the Cowboys aren't going to retain him some way? No. I, I mean, I don't really. I, I think the, the thought process is more about what, what the money is going to look like um, and you know, what the average is. Uh, I, I don't. You know, I, I think that he wants to be here. I think the Cowboys want him here. I think he's a good fit for what's the, the coaching staff that's coming in. Yeah, I don't really have too many fears that he, yeah. he, he ends up back. I'm seeing all these articles on Twitter and stuff about how Amari Cooper would be a great fit for the Eagles or the Buffalo Bills, and it's like he's not hitting free agency, right? Like and see, gonna... that's that's the funny part about this conversation that we're about to have too is that you know I, I have a feeling that you know, a couple of these guys that we name, sure. like yeah, you know, whatever team that they're coming from, the, the, those guys are going to be like. That guy's not good. Well, okay, but here's the difference is we're going to be looking at guys that are more end-of-the-roster flyer type of receiver. Probably, yeah. Right. I mean, Cooper is the the top-of-the-market guy. I mean, he's he's, he's top-of-the-market not just for wide receivers, but just in free agents. agents. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I I agree. I I think it is a little different, but it it is kind of funny when I was looking through this list and exactly – yeah, thinking, looking at Cooper, going, well, Cooper's not available. Yeah, and then yeah. thinking to myself, well, I wonder how many of these other guys are play, teams are saying that about the, their guys too. We'll get to some other of these guys in a second. Um, but we'll, one more Cowboy guy, Randall Cobb. Um, I would assume the Cowboys are going to want him back, especially with Mike McCarthy. Uh, last year, he signed a one-year deal worth up to five million dollars. <laughs> uh, what would you be willing to pay him in free agency this year? Um. I think you know a, a similar deal would be in order, right? I mean, maybe a little bit of a bump. Um, you think he deserves I, a bump? Well, I mean, you know, I think he had a good year last year. I think he year, did right? too. I, I, I think I he had like you know. You're comparing it to some of the other free agents on top of the draft class, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know, I think he's uh, you know the, the market has adjusted a little bit. I think he probably. I mean, to him, it's an attractive deal, right? Like he's coming back to. 
uh, as long as he likes Mark McCar- Mike McCarthy, and I, and I think he yeah, probably does. Like and, yeah, uh, so I, I, yeah, I, so I think that I think that you know it's one of those things where, um, you know, I, like he's gonna get both sides want this. He's probably looking to make similar money. You know, maybe to kind of just save face, just take a little slight bump in pay, just because. I mean, yeah. like I said. He had like his third and fourth best season of his career last year, you know, and, and at 29, didn't look like he was, uh, we got what we wanted out of him. I, I don't think anybody was disappointed by Randall Cobb's free agent signing no, at, no, at no. the end of the day, you know? Yeah. So I think that we could have gotten more. I think there was, I think he left some plays on the table even. Um, but I think overall, you're happy with what you got. And, and you know, I, I'm, a, it's funny, after saying all that, I still feel like, um, I still feel like there may be an outside chance he doesn't come back, you know, just because there is so much available at the wide receiver position that you almost hate to not dip your toe into some of this if that's at the expense of of Randall Cobb. Well, here's going to be the tricky part. Um, You know, you could could say goodbye to Randall Cobb and you could use that five or six million dollars on a cornerback, which we're going to talk about in a second. You might find that the better option is spending that money on a corner cornerback, getting a cheaper free agent at receiver, and then drafting one. Maybe that's the best option for your cap. And that's kind of why we're going through this exercise, is just seeing some of the names that are going to be out there and ones that maybe you can find uh, some value with. So let's go ahead and start uh, with the top couple guys. Um, the biggest names that are going to hit free agency, most likely uh, Robbie Anderson of the Jets, uh, Emmanuel Sanders of the 49ers, A.J. Green, of the Bengals, no chance at all any of those guys come to Dallas, correct? Yeah, I mean, Green's too old. I think the money's going to cost. Yeah. He's looking for a team that's looking to make him the number one and, and kind of – Which he deserves know, that, I, absolutely. Sure, absolutely. He's, he's worth that. Uh, Anderson is going to be the actual top free agent in the market. Yep. I mean, just because he, he's likely to make it to the market uh, and just based on resume, I think he's going to – Get a bunch of money. Um, you know, I think some other guys down the road, Brashad Perryman, who had mm, a nice little career yeah. resurgence with Tampa Bay, uh, Nelson Aguilar, who uh, you know has really was a huge disappointment up front, but then um, uh, you know kind of managed to string together a couple of good seasons in, in Philadelphia. Um, you know, I, I, the thing is, is that. You know, you look at all these guys, and there's some guys in this list. I mean, you know, Demarius Thomas is available. Sure. said I don't know what the deal is with Josh Gordon, but he's on this list. Yeah, he's suspended. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Surprise. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I think that there's guys here if, if you need someone. But I, I think the problem overall is that, again, it's such a crazy deep wide receiver class. This That's year. what it is, exactly. Yeah, and, and it's really gonna hurt. I mean, in the wide, in the draft class, I mean, and it's really gonna hurt all of these guys' ability to get a contract to sign a contract. So that's why I'm uh, not spending as much as I do like Randall Cobb. I'm that's, probably not. Yeah. I'm probably not spending five or six million. Let me, let me let's do this. Let's do this exercise instead. Let's go ahead and name some of these guys that are at maybe at the bottom of this list that would maybe not cost more than a vet minimum contract. Like, I'm going to name a couple. Um, Ted Ginn. Maybe he gets a little bit more because he's more proven, but would Ted Ginn be somebody you're interested in? But see, 
Ted Ginn is the kind of guy that has a skill set that I would be drafting. I, and like, I agree. I, but he's somebody I, that you could probably bring in on a very, very cheap deal, and you already know sure. who he is. Sure. But see, the, the, the problem is that the other part of the, this thing is that the Cowboys already have, I think, the two, you know, the, the body type for the guys that are the most difficult to procure. Yeah. Right? Like the, the kind of a- athletic big body types that are your top end wide receivers. If I'm going, if, if I'm shopping for the kind of third wide receiver, you know, like slot guy, that's such, like, I can get that body type, that position type anywhere. That's, that's why it's really like almost nonsensical to go into the wide receiver free agent market. Uh, Outside of Randall Cobb, the only reason that Randall Cobb works is because okay, he was good for you last year. Obviously, his former coaches come in. Maybe that helps with the transition. There's a lot of 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 you know kind of weird off the field stuff that I feel like gives Randall Cobb some benefit here sure, to being sure, resigned. Sure. Outside of that, I don't know that I'm interested in like signing even a third wide receiver from this from this group just because. I can get something of equal quality, I think probably similar production, at a fourth or fifth round price, maybe. Maybe. And the only difference is you're going to have to spend a draft pick, which some teams value more than others, right? Uh, sure. Let me give you a couple other guys that I like just down the line. Uh, kind of in a similar mold of a Ted Ginn. What about Travis Benjamin? I, I, I can't imagine he would get very much in free agency, but same kind of skill set. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know that you need that skill set on this team. Okay, like, that's fine. I, I think I, I, that's that's the thing with these wide receivers. It's like they all ha- are individually skill setted, so it's like y- y- you kind of take them one at a time. And, and and like I said, with 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 Cooper and, and Gallup already in the fold, that kind of covers a lot of your needs in the bigger wide receiver athletic types that you know you don't really you don't really need to sign those guys. And that all that really leaves are kind of the, you know, versatile slot inside outside players, which do you want to sign that guy for a vet minimum or do you just want to go get one a guy in the draft? Well, I, I think that's... I would I would do both probably. Honestly, that's what yeah, I, I would maybe. do. One of the guys that I'm looking at right now, uh, Justin Hardy from the Falcons, uh, kinda got buried on their depth chart a little bit when they had Julio Sanu and Calvin Ridley. Uh, he's yeah. just a guy that I like coming out of East Carolina. Massive, massive hands. Uh, I think he could be a starting slot guy. Um, <laughs> you mentioned big athletic guys. How about just a big guy, Laquan Treadwell? Any interest there? I mean, Laquan Treadwell is a guy that... That's a reclamation I, project, right? Yeah, I mean, I think that, that kind of fits in some ways as the, uh, uh, you know, in, in the Will McClay mold of going after a former first-round pick kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, but again, like, where, do you, where does his skill set... Even if you develop it, differ from what you have, uh, then uh, you know he's not really that much bigger than than Cooper. Or if he is no, bigger than Cooper, that, that's you know? that, to me that's a sign that you make in like May, right? Yeah. After the draft, you bring him in, you you, you sign him to a camp deal, and hey, if he surprises you in camp and he makes your roster, great. But you're not counting on him at all. Those are the kind of moves that I would like to see the Cowboys do. Just bring in some of these, you know, talented guys that. You know, maybe we're in the wrong situation and just see what they can do in camp. Another guy, uh, Devin Funches, signed a big deal with the Colts last season. Uh, got hurt early in the year. I have a hard time believing he's going to get a big contract, but he's only 26 years old. Same kind of deal. Um, and then one more really down the roster guy that I kind of like, Dwayne Harris. I, I, he's just still a really good player. 
Uh, I know he's probably not going to leave the Raiders, but I think it was like four or five times he was the AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. I don't mind paying that guy because of all the different roles he can do. Uh, anybody else on this list that interests you? Yeah, I, I, I mean, again, the further down you go down this list, uh, you know, if if they, like you said, if they have versatility to do some special team stuff, uh, I, I'm interested in that. You know, I think just because you're going to need guys like that. Uh, but yeah, I think outside of that, I may take my a lot. I may defer to the the the, the draft with a lot sure. of these for a lot of these kind of player types. I, I think at least at the wide receiver position. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, and we'll switch over to defensive ends that Cowboys could potentially target. Guys, we talk about physical fitness all the time, but there's another side of the game that is just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. And if you head to calm.com slash locked on, you'll get 40% off a Calm premium membership. Again, that's 40%. With Calm, you'll have access to the nature scenes that LeBron loves, like rain or leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditation. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's calm.com slash locked on. All right, Landon. Um, unlike the wide receiver core, there is a lot of fun names here at the defensive end spot uh, that the Cowboys could potentially be interested in. Uh, obviously, the first name that we have to talk about is Robert Quinn, uh, who had a great year for Dallas last year. I'm not sure what his value is in the open market. Uh, it's probably around 12 to 15 million a year. Um, but let's talk about some of these other guys that are out there. Uh, there's Bud Dupree of the Steelers who just had a big year for them. Uh, Marcus Golden who, who played for the Giants had a great year. Uh, Matt Judon of the Ravens, Dante Fowler, Shaquille Barrett had 19 sacks. Uh, Yannick Nagakwe from the Jaguars, Jadavion Clowney. Uh, what guys immediately jump out to you, Landon? Well, I, I mean, for me, none of those top guys drop out because I don't think that any of them are really options for the Cowboys. Okay. Um, I, I think that the guy that they should think about is Kyle Van Noy. Okay, yes, I am completely in on this one. Because here's the thing. He's a Sam linebacker all, in his team, though, right? Yeah, I don't, you see, I don't know that he necessarily has to be. I mean, I think that he can play, uh, uh, I think him and, 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 DeMarcus Lawrence could probably alternate back and forth between those spots. I, but I think the thing is, is that he could play a linebacker spot. He could play uh, uh, a defensive end. In, in, like he could take those Robert Quinn snaps and, and be a pass rusher on the opposite side in a four-man line. Um, I, I just think that he, you know, he has that, that – the difference between him and Quinn is that he has a lot more versatility – Sure. I think a lot more ability to do more things, and I think that that might be uh, attractive for uh, you know uh, for this team, this defense specifically. I think you get a guy like this who can give you some. Uh, I mean, good pass rush on the. I mean, he had he had seven sacks last year, um, but also can provide uh, uh, you know some snaps as a linebacker and that sort of thing. 
I think that there's some real versatility there. I think that you know, New England's kind of shown that. Uh, and I think that having a guy like that uh, really allows you to do a whole bunch of different stuff uh, on this defense. Mm-mm. Okay, how about some other names? Um, Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, he's actually yeah. had some injuries over the last couple of years, but uh, 2018 played 16 games, 2017 played 16 games, missed six games last year with a neck injury. But once he got back on the field, eight and a half sacks, 16 quarterback hits. If him and Robert Quinn are going for the same amount of money, um, which guy would you rather have? I mean, it's tough because I think that Quinn is going to struggle if he's being asked to get back into a 3-4. I don't really know what Jason Pierre-Paul would do in that situation. Um, I mean, if you're asking them to be down, you know, pass rushers, I probably would want Quinn more just because of familiarity uh, there. Just I mean, that just th- that enough would be a, a, enough yeah. of a bump for me to choose him. But you have some more size with Pierre-Paul, though, and that's intriguing as well. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. Uh, that one's interesting to me, just because, man, I can't imagine having Demarcus Lawrence and Jason Pierre-Paul on the same team. Just the the size uh, and ability to move those guys all around would be a lot of fun. And I, I'm not sure what he's going to get paid. He's a little bit older than what Quinn is, but man, sign me up for Jason Pierre-Paul. That's a guy that has terror- terrorized the Cowboys for years. Uh, that I'm interested. A um, couple more guys just down the line that are maybe a little bit interesting. Vinny Curry. Uh, who played with the Eagles. I kind of like him as an inside-outside rusher. Mm-hmm. Um, one guy that I actually saw play quite a bit last year for the Raiders, uh, Deion Jordan. I know that's a, a forgotten name, but uh, Jordan was actually really, really good when he was uh, with the Raiders last year. Played just the last couple games of the season. If you want to take a shot on another you know, former first-round pick, talented rusher, uh, Deion Jordan is, is a lot of fun, and he has the versatility where – you can play him in a 3-4, and he has no problem dropping back in coverage. Um, any other names jump out to you? I like the Deion Jordan name. I mean, I think that uh, all those things you mentioned, I think he was a guy that you know, had a lot of hype coming out, didn't live up to it early, and then, you know, but it was also a very young player, mm-hmm. uh, and then kind of developed uh, as he got more and more uh, exposure to the field. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, poo-poo him. Uh, I think that yeah, look, there's a couple of different guys that are on this list that you know you could. Some of them are older. You could that you could bring in and 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 like give get some good snaps. I think depending on wh- where you're playing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I tend to think you know I, I even think someone like Emmanuel Ogba. Yeah, I like, agree. That's another one that yeah, jumped out. To like me. that's another guy that should be looked at at least, right? I mean, obviously that's another guy that the Cowboys probably had a very high grade on. So uh, I think he's someone that is. Someone to keep in mind that could very well be brought in to kind of kick the tires on. Which defensive end that you're looking at right now gets paid the most in free agency? Is it Clowney? Is it Armstead? Is it somebody else? It's Demontre Moore. Uh, no, it. it's um, it's probably Clowney, right? Like I, I, Armstead's going to get a lot of money. I think Ngakwe. Yeah, he's good too. For, he's very good. I, I wonder if. Is like is he is he had problems with teams like that's that, that's the kind of thing I hear is that he's yeah. had like locker room issues so I don't know if if that's gonna affect it Shaquille Barrett I mean I just that would make me sick that the Cowboys didn't try to take a chance on him last year yeah I mean, there's just all like there's, you've got four guys all under the age of 27 who are you know all double digit sack type players right I, I think you're 
there's going to be a lot of money moving at this in this market. I agree. Um, but I think last year is a great example of why you take chances on some of those uh, maybe guys that just were misfits. Marcus Golden and Shaq Baird are two examples of players that just didn't fit on the team that drafted them. They hit free agency. They signed a one-year prove-it deal, and now they're going to get paid in free agency. I would love to see the Cowboys take some you know lower-end chances, maybe on a guy like Deion Jordan, like we mentioned, uh, just for that part of it alone. And again, yeah. those guys pan out. Not only do you get great production, you're going to get a comp pick in free agency the following year. Just something to keep an eye on. Um, moving on to cornerbacks, uh, there's actually a surprising amount of talent on the cornerback market, and I think there's going to be even more once we get closer to free agency and we start to see some guys get cut, like uh, Xavier Rhodes, for example. Um, let's go ahead and go through some of these. We think Byron's going to be the highest paid corner in free agency. It sounds like that's... Uh, the Cowboys are going to probably let him hit the market. What other guys on this list of cornerbacks between you know, Chris Harris, Logan Ryan, Eli Apple, uh, Trey Waynes interest you? You know, I, I, this is the one I feel like I'm struggling the most with, and, it, and I feel like it's the one that I'm struggling the most with, most, most with in the draft as well. Yeah. Um, just because I still don't have a good grasp of what kind of corners this team wants, you know? I don't either. Um, Do they want big, athletic ones? Do they want zone guys? I I, I have no idea. And that we're, we're going to have to learn more about that before free agency comes. And maybe we'll learn as free agency happens, right? Maybe that will give us an idea of what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think uh, I, I think for me, you know, all, all these guys are all kind of very different. Mm-hmm. And so it's tough to kind of parse it. If they're not interested in Byron Jones, uh, you know, I'm kind of of the mind that you see, you almost I, I don't know that you need to go out and get like a uh, a number one cornerback a shutdown corner. I, you know I what agree. I'm saying? They just need a, I, another competent starter. I think that's it. I think they need a bo- another body. So I I tend to think that like. If that's the case, then I may look at you know some of the younger candidates on this list. Like I, I don't know about Eli Apple, but uh, somebody like uh, that maybe. Yeah, James Bradbury would be someone I'd be interested in looking at. Um, I'm telling you, Daryl Worley again, another Raider. Uh, he's kind of bounced around a little bit between uh, the Panthers and the Raiders, uh, but that's somebody who does pretty well against bigger receivers and also can play as a safety covering tight ends. Only 25 years old. I'm interested. Yeah, it, yeah, I'm interested in that. That, that. that sounds good. I mean, I think you look at some of these uh, other kind of other guys who are, fit the mold of a Will McClay reclamation project, a Mackenzie Alexander. Yeah, that's think, one that I looked at as that. well, yep. Um, I don't know about Ronald Darby. He's just too and, injured. Yeah, it's just it's too up and down. And I mean, he's an incredible athlete, but I just, uh, you know, just he, I mean, for all the reasons I made fun of him on, on, on the Eagles is all the reasons I probably wouldn't re-sign yeah. him. Eli Apple, it's like that's, I've just seen I've just seen us kill Eli yeah. Apple too many times. Like I just, I don't enough to enough to hire him. How about you know? Trey Wade? So, that's an interesting one too. It's like because the thing is, is Trey Wade is such a specific fit. Like mm-hmm. Trey Wade would be on this list, right? But the problem is that I like I said, since I don't really have a good grasp on exactly. The kind of coverages they want to use, and like, you know, if they were, uh, if they were going to continue to be a cover one, cover three team, yeah, sure, I'm interested in Trey Wayne's. 
but if they're going to do more like man mixed coverage, uh, you know stuff like that, cover you know cover zero blitz stuff like. I don't know that I I don't know that you can trust Trey Waynes to do that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He 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 wasn't great, even in a system that fits what he does well. You know what I'm saying? So like <laughs> I, I I think that he could continue to get better if you if you continue him in that system, but changing him over to a system that doesn't fit his physical skill set and that he doesn't have any experience in that scares me. You know what guy I think is going to be a real value in free agency, whether it's for the Cowboys or somebody else, is Anthony Brown. Like, I, I know he got hurt last year, but that's somebody who can play the slot and has played outside before. It wouldn't surprise me if he goes for, you know, $3 million a season. At that price, I'd bring him back. I'd bring him back, yeah. man. Like, I, I love Anthony Brown. I think he's he's a baller. He, he shows up. Like, he's an under he's got that underdog mentality. I'd bring him back, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even even with, the, even with the goofy chip on his shoulder, <laughs> I, I'd bring him back. Yeah. Like... I, I just like you know, a literal chip on his shoulder. Yeah, it just it just you can you can play him inside, you can play him outside. I, I think you bring it back and then maybe let him continue to play in the slot, and then let Jordan Lewis play outside. You know, yeah. let him take just step into Byron Jones' spot, and let's see what we got there. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, see, I would rather Byron, take a chance on not take a chance. I would rather re-sign Anthony Brown than pay. Eli Apple or Trey Waynes, because at least I know what Anthony Brown is, right? Exactly. Yeah, he, he has he's got a role. He does it really well. He can play special teams. Give me at least that. So now we're going into the draft with you know Uwuzie Lewis and, and Anthony Brown. I can play with those three corners at the very and least. Woods too. Let's not forget and Woods. He can step down and come and play well, cornerback. Because especially if you go in it like we talked about, you draft another safety. Maybe you can get you can fit Woods into more of a you know, kind of a versatile nickel safety corner role as well. So th- there's options there. You know, I was thinking about this today, and I have no idea now because of uh, the change in scheme. But is there any chance that the Cowboys like some of these guys that were on the bottom of the roster last year or on the practice squad at cornerback? Like, is there any hope that maybe somebody like Donovan Alumba is way higher? Like, the Cowboys value him way higher than what um, we maybe do as fans? The problem with that is that a lot of these down roster corners tend to be specifically more perfect like cover one and cover three quarters. Yeah, like Donovan Alumba is is yeah. like you know he's another long slow guy, right? Like which is fine for if you're running up the field in, in a three zone or if you're running up the you know if like Chris Westry is another one. I, I have no idea what to think about Chris Chris Westry. Yeah, I mean I don't I don't know that that guy's going to be as valuable outside of uh, Chris Richard's system. And and again that kind of goes back to the Byron Jones math too. You know, like I mean. I think Byron Jones is kind of more versatile, obviously, than those guys, and that's why he's going to get paid a ton of money. Mm-hmm. But I also, I mean, it, it, I mean, as someone who's watched every snap of Byron Jones's NFL career, I, I still have some concerns that you know his, the level of play that he uh, that he had varied quite differently between uh, when he had Chris Richard and when he did not have Chris Richard. Yeah. So. I think free agency is going to be, especially at the cornerback position, is going to be so telling about what this team is going to do on defense, and more so than any other position, just because we have an idea what the offense is going to look like. We have an idea what the front seven is going to look like to a degree. They're going to be a little bit more versatile, but you can, you know, you can fit Demarcus Lawrence and all those guys into certain spots. 
we have no idea what the secondary is going to look like under uh, Mike Nolan's defense. So just something to keep an eye on. Uh, again, I, I I would be surprised if the Cowboys are doing any bidding in the first week of free agency at cornerback. Uh, but it does, if I had to guess, second, third wave, that's when the Cowboys will start digging into to some of these cornerback names. Um, any last thoughts on all three of these free agents positions? Is one of these stronger than another that you think? I, I mean, honestly, I don't love any of these options necessarily as overall like, oh, I'll go hunting in this in this free agency. I feel better being a defensive end than I do the other two. Yeah, I, I probably so. And I was just going to say, there are definitely some specific players in each group that I would be interested in. Um, but I, I tend to think that, you know, corner, I, I'm probably going to go a little bit, you know, early in, the, I would say, top three or four rounds, mm-hmm. we're probably going to draft a corner. I mean, the, the other thing to consider here when, when you consider this is that the Cowboys are basically going to have an empty cupboard after this year when it comes to Which is crazy. So, crazy. yeah, they, they got to get they, some rookie deals in there. Yeah, so I would have, I would I would probably save that position for uh uh for the draft unless you wanted like I said to re-sign a, 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 an Anthony Brown something that you kind of feel comfortable with. Uh and then outside of that like, you know, I think the cornerback position, I mean the the wide receiver position Again, another position that even more so there's there's you've kind of got what you need as far mm. as uh, the type of wide receiver that is difficult to procure, and if you're gonna try to get that third wide receiver, if it's not gonna be Randall Cobb because of his unique circumstance, then I'm drafting a guy. Yeah. So I, I think that's that's probably that. And then as far as defensive ends, like like you mentioned, I think there's a couple guys specifically Robert Quinn because of familiarity. Kyle Van Noy because I think he would be a good scheme fit with his versatility. And then I think a lot of guys that are probably outside of the Cowboys price range uh, and, and a lot of guys that, you know, maybe they might sign as down roster guys to be kind of filler for some other person that they bring in either through the draft or whatever. A uh, couple really quick things before we head out. Uh, I think part of the reason why we like defensive end a little bit better than the other positions is – the Cowboys already have their stud defensive end. It's a lot easier yeah. to find a, you know, somebody to, to pair with Demarcus Lawrence rather than finding a number one corner in free agency. So that has part of it to do. Um, Absolutely. I also want to mention that receiver. Uh, we we've obviously mentioned some guys here. We know the draft is deep, but remember, there's some interesting back end of the roster yes. guys that the Cowboys have as well. Uh, just going to run through these because I think we often forget uh, who's still on the roster. Noah Brown. I know he's been hurt, but that's somebody who has shown that he can play in the NFL. Cedric Wilson was having a good preseason before he got hurt. Uh, John Vea Johnson is somebody who looked fantastic in training camp, just couldn't translate it over to the, um, you know, over to the, the games. I'm interested to see what he looks like in year two. Uh, Ventral Bryant, remember, that's a guy who actually yeah. got onto the active roster at the yeah. end of last year, uh, caught a touchdown. Uh, we'll see what Devin Smith looks like a second year into the scheme. So 
just keep an eye on some of those guys as potential uh, maybe reasons why they don't draft the receiver high or yeah. they don't spend uh, any money on free agency. Uh, that yeah, is, I think, yeah, go ahead. Real quick, I was just going to say, I think if you look at that compared to like what we have at the cornerback position, oh, in, in those, in those, I think it's a lot, yeah, night and day, because I think the, the cornerback guys are so specific to the previous administration scheme, whereas the wide receivers, you kind of have a mixed mix group of a, a mm-hmm. bunch of different types, uh, but they all have skills. So I think that there is something to what you're saying, that, that the Cowboys have available resources on the back end of the roster still at wide receiver that they may not have anymore uh, now that the scheme has changed for cornerback. Yeah, it doesn't feel like the Cowboys are hunting a receiver in free agency of the draft. If one falls to them and they are absolutely fall in love with him, you know, they think it's just an outstanding value, I'll guess they'll, they'll pick up. Well, so we keep teasing this. We're going to eventually have to do this because, man, I have some interesting thoughts on rugs. We actually talked about this last night in the DM, so we got to save it for a podcast. But, we do. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about all these wide receivers here uh, in the near future. Uh, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Make sure you're following Landon at McCoolBCB. Follow the show at Locked on Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time.